Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I approached him. I said, do you need a day off? I know he's frustrated. And he said, Adamantly, he said, "No, I I want to play." Um, so we played him last night, and then after the game last night, I I took it away from him. So he will have tonight off, and that'll give him two days, and then we'll start him back up in Pittsburgh. But uh, you know, this is a guy that really cares. He really wants to do well. Um, he works as hard as anybody, uh, maybe too much, um, but uh, you know, we we're we're going to stand by him because he's a great player. He's going to get it going at some point, and he's going to get hot. That's Rob Thompson on the morning show earlier this week. We're back. It is Marks and Reese, Tom Kelly in for Ike, live at Chickies and Pete's in South Philadelphia, home to the big best in-game experience, Chickies and Pete's before the game, during the game, after the game, chickiesandpeets.com for a location near you. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the way he puts it, and you can tell, it's, it's almost Charlie Manuel-ish to me where – that's the type of manager that Rob Thompson is, which is he's sticking with his guys and he's showing confidence by doing that. And I appreciate that about him. But if you just put him out there in the two-hole and he has a terrible weekend, and now on – I don't even know if they play on Monday, Jack, but whenever they, they, play, they start playing They do. They're week, back for Mondays. They're back for Mondays now? Nice. Yeah, so now on Monday we're on the air being like, where do they hit Trey Turner? they got to move him down the lineup, right? Like, Take some pressure off. He's probably he probably sees a couple of different pitches to hit if you move him down the lineup anymore. I just think doing nothing is is a really bad move. Right, and, and to me, John, like it's more about it just being a natural time to do it. Like, okay, you gave him the night off Wednesday. You had the day off yesterday. You go to Pittsburgh, kind of a fresh start. You're on the road. Just move him down, and if he gets hot for a couple of days, you move him back leave up him there. there. Yeah, I just don't get why you needed to, to put him right back in the two-hole tonight. Yeah. Or leave him there. By the way, JT's been hitting it in the middle to the bottom of the lineup, like hasn't he? And that's not like a, you know, a big thing. I know that Trey Turner has a a, a better bat and is an what was an MVP type. He's not playing like that right now. Right. I mean, and JT's not making three hundred million. 
that that's a big factor no, I, as well. I, no, listen, I know, but like those bet Stott and Stott and Bohm has have proven that having good hitters in the middle to the end, the bottom of your order really really helps your team. They're the most productive players on the team. Hey, I agree with you. I do think, though, there is an ego factor that plays into this. And I think we'd be foolish to not think Agreed. that that at least goes into Topper's decision. Let's go to Matt in Pottstown. Matthew, how you been, buddy? What's up? Hey, guys. How are you? Um, I don't want to diminish that, that Eagles interview, but I do want to focus on, on Phillies and give you what I think the lineup should be at this point. Yes. Um, but I thought that last thing said about ego does play in here. So my first thing is, I agree with what you guys are saying 100%. Taking them out for the day and then the day off makes a ton of sense. But then you turn around and put them right back in the two-hole. I wonder if there was any resistance when, you know, like you're too, when he was told that he's being sat. He's like, hey, that's fine, but don't move me out. Like, was there any conflict there? And then Top doesn't want to fight against it, so he leaves him there. So that's one thing. I wonder how much ego played into it. The other part is I think no matter who on this ro- uh, in this lineup is batting in the two-hole, is going to struggle as long as you have Kyle Schwarber as your leadoff. And not bashing Kyle Schwarber at all, I think that's a twisted stat of the win-loss ratio with him in the leadoff spot. I think there's dozens of other factors that go into that. Him in the leadoff spot basically puts whoever's in the two spot in a hole because there's nobody on base. You're facing every pitcher out of the stretch. You have nothing to go on. You're seeing nothing but his best pitches. So you're really in a sluggish spot. The only guy I think that might be able to establish anything out of it would be Harper, and that's just because he's a monster at the plate. Um, I think I think they should move. They should be moving Turner down. I would like to line up to look a little more like this: Stadi, Cassianos, Harper, Schwarber, then JT, then Turner, Boom, Marsh, and Rojas. Now, the Marsh Rojas thing, obviously, you can tinker around with with the whole righty-lefty. They both struggle against lefties and so on. But right. I think leaving him at the two spot is just detrimental to him as a player, and it does nothing for us whatsoever moving forward, especially with a long road stretch. This is the perfect time to tinker with it a little bit. Last yeah. part, I know I threw out a lot. Last thing, again, it, with Rojas being up here before the trade deadline, obviously they're looking to do something with him to keep him more in the lineup. He has great speed. Once he's on base, he's an absolute threat. Is there any chance he can be a leadoff guy, or is it just too risky because he struggles with left? Uh, you're, you're talking about who now? Rojas. Rojas? Um, I, right now, I mean, I, I can't see him right now putting him at leadoff. I, I wonder what he looks like after, seeing, after the pitchers really see what he looks like and not even the second time around the league yeah and we don't know if he's going to be able to hit enough to play every day and as far as the Schwarber leadoff thing like it's just going to be the way it is like he's going to lead off with Schwarber they seem to have success with Schwarber in that spot that's where he wants to bat and otherwise he he's not the same player if he's not batting leadoff yeah and and honestly I have no problem with that but yeah Turner Turner hitting second tonight is is weird considering um it would have been a logical time to move him down yeah so Jack what's what's your lineup because that's I was as Matt was talking I was writing down so it's like if you go Schwarber and then you move Castellanos up to two Harper three what do you do at four you put Turner at four I probably try Bohm there so if you put Bohm at four Stott's gonna have to hit fifth yeah which means Turner hits sixth and then JT hits seventh sure now, or now is, is that a problem or you could go, well, I, honestly, what if you did Schwarber, Bohm, uh, Harper, Castellanos, Stott, Turner, J- JT? Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, you could, same thing. you could, 
Yeah, it's the same thing. JT's hitting seventh. I mean, I, I, I don't care. I just wonder if hitting him seventh is, is something that, that he wouldn't necessarily like. I don't know. But you're looking at Turner hitting sixth. Are they, are they, worried, about, are they worried about Trey Turner's mentality that if they move him down the lineup that they could possibly hurt him even more? I don't know. I don't know. But it seems to me, by just putting him right back at two, it's great that you're trying to show him confidence. But he, I mean, he, he, it better work. Well, I mean, the way I read it, John, I think he's scared to move Turner down because it's going to hurt his ego. Like, that's the way it at least seems. That's the way it appears. Because from a logical perspective, this would have been the night to move him down. Yeah, I do think that plays into it. And like you said, like, JT might not want to hit seventh, but these guys, you got to do what's best for the team. And right now, moving guys down is the best thing to do I mean, for honestly, the if they wanted to show a vote of confidence, I know the shorter thing, whatever, but bat him lead off. If you got him lead off and put Stott too, I mean, if Turner still struggles, at least you've got a, a guy behind him that can be a second leadoff hitter, and then you have at least those two at the top of the lineup and see if maybe that gets him going. Like if he's batting first, maybe that, you know, something like that. If you don't want to bat him as low as six, but still putting a vote of confidence in him. Yeah, I'd rather have had him hit cleanup at this point too. He was. I mean, they won games when he was batting cleanup. No, for like no, that yeah, but they, they, it, it worked. They moved him back up, and it's not working. So put him back there. Like by the way, just because he wants to bat two or that's like the spot that they designed for him like try it again next year if you move him down the order and it works don't mess with it you know like you can always go back to it if it if it if you feel like that all right let's try to move him back up and get it done if you look at, at this lineup schwarber's at least hit home runs but like you're literally trying to design your lineup because schwarber kills you anywhere but first and you're trying to figure out how to get turner going Right. So your entire lineup, pretty much you're trying to figure it out because of those two players. Well, I mean, it's kind of frustrating that Rob Thompson, it feels like, needs to design a lineup around where his players prefer to hit. And I get, like, that plays a role. Like, obviously, players are going to have preferences. But I don't think he should need to make decisions every single day based on what guys want to do and not what's, what's best for the team right now. All right, let's go to Cowboy Jim. Cowboy Jim is very quickly, TK, become the number one Cowboys caller of the Marks and Reese Show. We haven't had a Cowboys caller in years. For good reason. There's no, who, who wants to be a, a Cowboy fan and call into our show? Cowboy Cowboys Jim and, and Cowboy Jack. Cowboy Jim is a good caller. Yes, you and Cowboy Jack. What's up, Jim? How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm not good. You guys, with this Parson thing, he does not want to play for the Eagles. And listen, he wants to take a jab at Jalen. So what? All you guys ever do is take jabs at Dak. You guys, your fans, the players. For good reason. He, he's picking up for his quarterback. He does not, he's not there, you know, he's not, he does not want to play for the Eagles. Not with that horrible defense you guys are going to have. So, oh, yeah. come on. Just lay off, lay off Parsons. Well, so uh, how about this, how, Jim, how about this? I mean, like, we like it because he keeps talking about the city and the team and the other team. So we like it. I, I know that you're insecure about it, and I know other Cowboys fans and hosts down in Dallas don't like it a lot. So it's really not us. It's not. It's more about you, because you know it's true I, look, as well. We're not bringing no, up. Look, we're not bringing up Michael Parsons. You're bringing him up because he's bringing us up. No, no look, listen, you guys, your, your defense. You got all these young guys and old guys, and Jalen's going to have to score 45 points a game because blah, blah, blah. they are just going. They're going to look right at Fletcher Cox. They're going to run right through him because he couldn't stop. You know, he couldn't stop anything. So don't, don't, don't sit here and tell me you guys are going to be 14, so let, let 12, me, 13 games. Let me ask you a question, Cowboy Jim. Oh, you're boy. Tell, you're the, telling what? me you're telling me that you have confidence that with Jerry Jones as the owner, Mike McCarthy as the head coach, oh, here we go. and, and Jack Prescott as the quarterback, 
that the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl next year. Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy. They and, the quarter, and the quarterback. And, and the quarterback, last by the way. Year. And the quarterback. They were, and they, they were 12 they and win? 5. If they were 5 and 12, I would never be calling you. Okay? I know, but th- how many playoff games did they win? Guys, come on! They ran into All right, a San exactly. Like, like, listen, Cowboy Jim. So you're telling me you're telling me you think Dak Prescott's a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Yes, yes, he is. What, what, what? What's my? What am I supposed to say? No, he doesn't have a chance. We are Cowboys right. fans. Well, no, 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 no. Because as Eagles fans, we're honest, and we will tell honest. you what we no, think. Give me a break. We'll tell you what we think. So, so you're admitting you're only saying that Dak is a, a Super Bowl quarterback because you're a fan. You don't really believe it. Because you have no reason to come believe on. it. Come on. You have no reason. What, what, give, me, give me the reason other than you're a fan you believe Dak's a, a Super Bowl quarterback. He was just, he had some problems with interceptions last year, but he, they were still 12-5. and five. They still, But that's not a listen, reason. They, what other reason is there? What's his, what's his what? signature win? Give me a signature win for Dak Prescott. His signature a win signature that gives you confidence in a, in, a, yeah, in a big game. Give me a signature moment in a big game that would tell you that they're winning the Super Bowl. Well, I can tell you this: He's won eight games against the Eagles, and he'll win right, two more this right. year. You can't, you can't, okay? because 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 they tried to do a quarterback sneak, and there wasn't enough time yet left because he executed it poorly, and they lost. Because he's a small game, he's a small game quarterback and a stack compiler is what he is, uh, and you don't. know it. They, he's, and they, you they know win it, a lot, and, you, and and the Cowboys are no, garbage, no. and you know you guys, it. You guys, Jalen's going to have to win forty-five games if. You know, if, if Lane Johnson right. or, or Kelsey go out, you're... Could be. Could be. Thank you, Cowboy Jim. Okay, you're right. Could be. If there's major injuries. Okay, well, if you lose, if the Cowboys lose all their offensive linemen, Dak's going to get sacked all the time. Right? Yeah. I mean, D- Dak is... He is what he is. He's, he's a good quarterback. Dak is ass. Who, who makes mistakes at inopportune times, and it's not going to change. Like, he is exactly what he is, and... I'm not afraid of Dak Prescott, and that's why the Eagles are winning the division. Hey, man, listen, it, it could it could change, but at this point, until it does, I'm not going to think that it's changing just because it's going to change. The Cowboys can win a lot of regular season games. They're not a trash team. They can win regular season games. When you get to the playoffs, that's where you need your quarterback to come up the biggest. The coach and the quarterback need to come up the biggest in those games, and you have the wrong coach-quarterback combo, Cowboy Jim. Are, are you coming around a little more to the point where you'd be stunned and shocked if no. the Cowboys won the division, though? No, because it doesn't mean that they're winning anything other than that. I mean, they've won they've won thirteen games before, and then they've lost in the playoffs. Right, right? like they win regular season games, on a, you know, like we know they can win regular season games. Then what happens in the playoffs? Right, they lose. Yeah, they lose in the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to win enough regular season games to win the division either. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's go to Betsy. Betsy's in Sharon Hill. Betsy, how are you? What's going on? Good afternoon, guys. How are you doing? What's up, Betsy? Uh, not a first-time caller to WIP, but a first-time caller to you, to you guys at this uh, well, it's nice hour to talk today. To you. It's nice to talk uh, to you. I have a couple Betsy. comments, and then I have an interesting question that I would like you guys to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, first comment I have is that I've been watching... Philly sports probably longer than 
most of you guys have even been on this earth, shall so we say. So you're telling me you're, you're an older caller, Betsy? Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. You're experienced. My, I think that it's a sad day when uh, the managers uh, cater to these players. That's yeah. not the way it used to be, and I preferred the way it used to be. I realize that that's the way it is. Uh, my next comment is that I'm seeing all these pitchers being snapped up before the trade de- deadline by the Dodgers and the Astros and the Marlins. And what if Dave Dombrowski decides, well, I'm just not going to do anything, just like we all thought that James Harden would opt out of his contract, and he opted but in. he decided to opt in. So I think, but I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see minor moves. I don't know if you're going to see a, a, a huge move. Jack, odds of a of a of a on a scale of one to ten, a seven or an eight type trade. What do you think the odds are of that? Uh, like five percent. Right. Because like Very I mean, low. like you can't not discount that that Dombrowski's a star on her. I mean, that's what he is. Like, if, if you can get Juan Soto, I mean, he's apparently available now. Like they're taking calls on him. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in that mix. But, yeah, I put it at about 5%. I don't know if he's, like, if there was a, if there was a top-of-the-line starter that was under club control going forward, it wouldn't surprise me to have Dombrowski would trade top prospects to get him. He did it, he did it with Chris Sale in Boston. They won a, he won a Cy Young. They won a... They won a, uh, a World Series, and then Chris Sale was cooked afterwards, and you have, like, it's a terrible, terrible contract. Yeah, I mean, we're probably, back this year, we're probably looking at moves along the lines of last year, where they made some minor moves. You know, they got, you know, Syndergaard and Marsh and Sosa, Robertson, guys like that. You're probably looking at two or three moves along those lines. Right. Right. I agree. Uh, Kyle in West Philly. Kyle, go ahead. How are you? What's up? Kyle? Oh, man. Kyle, bad cell reception. Will in Pottstown. Will, what do you have? How are you? How you doing, guys? What's up, uh, Will? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I, can make Rob Thompson look like a genius if he would just make this move. You bat Trey Turner ninth, and... You create right. a little competition there between him and Schwarber for the leadoff spot, you know. Um, so once they go through the lineup one time, then he's really your leadoff batter, you know. And um, I love it. You know, there's nothing like competition to um, to bring out the best in so, a player. So, so you know? what are you saying that that the 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 uh, you're going to humiliate the loser of who plays worse in the game by batting him ninth? Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying you have to humiliate anybody. Oh, you're, no, but, but you're that, saying, like, so, so how do you determine who's first and who's ninth, though, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, on the scorecard, Turner would be ninth and Schwarber would be first. Right. But the way that works out, once you're through the lineup, right, then it, it, yeah, you only hit you only hit leadoff matter. once once a game. The leadoff hitter really only matters. Yeah, but you once get a less game, at bats. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, that'd be the problem. It's very logical. I don't know why you're having trouble following this. Yeah, well, so so Trey Turner, if you I mean if you really wanted to tell him like, hey, you suck, we're going to give you the least amount of at bats in a game. Yeah, bat him ninth. Yeah, yeah. He's not okay with batting sixth, but we're going to throw him at ninth because it's 
technically kind of closer to leadoff spot, so that's what we're going to My favorite is the people that say bat him nine because that's where he batted in the World Baseball Classic. Like, right. it wasn't, like it wasn't hey. a superstar team. Get him going again. Good it idea. Might, might be on to something. Yeah. So, so, Jack, and by the way, we don't know that he has balked at batting fifth or sixth or whatever. That's just what some people are saying. But do you believe – see, I don't, I don't necessarily know that if this is a, like – Oh, they're afraid to bat Trey Turner fifth and sixth. I think this is a Thompson move where Thompson's like, no, this is this is my this is how I think I can get him going, which is to put him right back in the spot and tell him like, listen, you got this. I believe in you. Yes, I think that's exactly what it is. I don't, I, I don't think this is like a. a I think Trey Turner would do his best for the team. Agreed. I just think that Rob Thompson's making a mistake by doing it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, because if he if he has a bad series this weekend, then what? You keeping him at two, or are you now not showing confidence in him and moving him down? Yeah, I, I generally agree with that, but I also do think there's an aspect of moving him down that, that he could be a little afraid of. He could be a little afraid of how Trey might react to a move like that. Uh, let's go to Michael in Omaha. Michael, what do you got? How are you? Yeah, I'm just I'm curious. With all, the, like Betsy had said, with all the moves everyone else seems to be doing, why are we not even kicking the tires to find out what's going on? Like, for example, Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals or Jack Flaherty or really anybody to improve this team because this team does not make a World Series with what it has. There's no way. And I've been a Philly fan since I was three years old. Yeah. And I've seen bad teams, and I've enjoyed the 2008 through 2011 seasons and there's, I don't see it as a team how they even win a series, let alone attempt to make a World Series. Well, Michael, I don't know about winning a series, but to your point, I think most Phillies fans would say that outside of the get in the playoffs and let's see, which, by the way, is real, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say the Phillies can't win a series or two series or get back to the World Series. Right now, it doesn't seem like that this is a World Series team. I agree with you. I just don't know what, what move out there that is out there makes sense for the Phillies that puts them over the top, right? Like, what, what, what are you, are you're getting a starting outfielder, you know what I mean? Are you getting a bench player? Are you looking for a starting pitcher? It just doesn't seem like I mean, that's where they are this you, year. You could go Jordan Hicks and Jordan Montgomery from the Cardinals. You could go Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger from the Cubs. Both are selling. Yeah, I know. But well, the Cubs a, might not be selling. Yeah, the Cubs may not be just based on where they are. But, listen, I appreciate your phone call. I was saying it like, maybe even yesterday. The mentality of this fan base and the mentality of this team right now is not World Series or bust. And you can ask why. Do they have a realistic view or do they just look at the team and say, we're pretty much committed almost everywhere except for a couple of bit parts. And there's not players out there that significantly make us better that makes sense to do. Like, I would love that Marcus Stroman. Are the Cubs really trading him? And are you comfortable giving up what it's going to take for a rental? Essentially. Yeah, and you can look at it, too. Like, I think a bat is a bigger need, and they'll probably go out and they'll get somebody to help in that way. But I, I do disagree that it's like, you know, the mindset that it's crazy and this team has no chance to go back to the World Series because I don't see it that way. I mean, you just get in the playoffs. you got a chance. Like, this team, uh, I think they're still better set up at this point this season than they were at this point last year. At this point last year, Didi Gregorius was still their starting shortstop. Uh, I, I would be surprised if the if the Phillies were in the World Series. And I would have said the same thing last year, so right. I would have been wrong last year. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so, like, it's ridiculous to say they don't have any kind of chance. Yeah, but, right? I mean, you're right. It is ridiculous to say that. But, like, we take the temperature of this fan base almost every day. Jack, would you agree that fans are, like, this is a good team, not a great team? And 
Yeah, I think it's more like just get, make the playoffs again and I'll be happy. I don't, I don't think there's this knock the door down devastation if they don't make the World Series again, which, you know, I mean, obviously we like the heightened expectations, but I just think, I think that the, I think people are just enjoying the baseball team. Right. I, As opposed to the Eagles, the Eagles right now, if they don't get to the Super Bowl, if they lose in the, in the playoffs or whatever, people are going to be pissed. Yeah. Because that, that's a legitimate team. Like the Eagles should make the Super Bowl. They're, a, they're the best team in the NFC going into the season. That would be disappointing. The Phillies, if they win, a, if they win a playoff series and they lose in the second round of the playoffs, like haven't they really met their expectations for the year? I mean, I'm not going to be happy, right? But I think we all kind of knew, like that team, that team making the run they made last year was different. It was a magical than, run than some of the other teams, like the '09 team that, that we thought was going to go to the World Series. Like we, we were never under any illusions that that was like the best team in baseball, and they got hot, and hopefully they can do the same. All right, Twitter questions today sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. If you get in that engagement ring, don't go to the city. Go to Mark's Jewelers in Montgomeryville, Route 309. No Philly sales tax, plenty of free parking. Online, marksiphonjewelers.com. We'll come back with a top five at five with Jack Fritz. Are you are you ready for this? You weren't. Jack wasn't working when you did a top five at five last. Yeah, you got no. amateur hour. Uh, the top five at five. This might be this might be the first time I've hosted on this show when Jack is produced. I agree. This might be the first time we've overlapped. So this gives you because there is a bubbling rivalry with you and Jack. Oh, there, yeah, is, I mean, there is a chance for you to, to kind of shank him a little bit here if, if you don't approve of his top well, five and uh, five I, and comment. I, I know Jack's a little sensitive about his top five and five. So I want to give him the Topper Trey Turner treatment. I want to give him positive reinforcement. That's, yeah, but I guess that's – but it's more like Harper, you know, performing the top five at five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like, a struggle. Oh, it's not Trey Turner. Yeah, it's not Trey Turner, <laughs> but, you know, the struggling yeah. in the spot. You know what I mean? It's Bryce Harper. Yeah, MVPs. Uh, Otani, some would it, say. Yeah. Otani, two home runs, complete game, one hitter. Yeah. Yep, that's how Jack thinks of himself, the Shohei yep. Otani of producing. I mean, it's not as impressive as Rick Wise. I was called the Eric Bruntlett of sports radio by somebody. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Back in the day. Julio yep. was called the Rocco. Correct. Robert Covington. Correct. Nice. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Back to all of your phone calls, top five at five. We're live at Chickies and Pete's, the best in-game experience. Of course it's at Chickies and Pete's. Before the game, during the game, after the game, chickiesandpeets.com for a location near you. Back after this, Marks and Reese. Hey, listen, um, let's talk about windows and doors for a second. When it gets this hot outside or, or that cold in the winter, you know how good your windows and doors are, right? Because when you walk past them, you can either feel the heat or feel the cold coming in. And my new windows from Guida, door and windows, my new patio door sliding patio door going out to the deck are amazing and guida is offering their best discounts of the year right now 40 percent off so you if you know you need windows and doors why not do it when you're getting the best discounts in their big 40 percent off summer sales event that's on all expertly installed windows and doors all right plus start your project no money down paid off interest free for up to 12 full months this is what i did it, it, replacing your windows and doors is a major home project and God is allowing me to pay it off over 12 months. These are incredible savings. Don't let them pass you by. Go guide it right now and take advantage of these limited-time savings by calling them for a free in-home estimate. All prior sales are excluded. The offer expires at the end of the month, July 31st. So get in now at 877-GO-GUIDA. That's 877-GO-GUIDA or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A.com.